This is Daily Politics. Here we look into the ins and outs of everything Kenyan politics. We pull no punches and have no reasons to sugarcoat anything that matters to Kenyan politics. Today we want to dissect what the week holds for us. My name is Rosalina Obala, political editor in TV, and I'm joined by Gushundongo, editor Saturday Nation, and my name is Oliver Mathenge, multimedia editor in TV. Yes, gentlemen. We step into another week. I think now this signals the end of the 12th parliament as we see the Senate is supposed to break indefinitely this Thursday. Maybe let us look at the performance of this 12th parliament. What do you have to say about it? Uh, personally, I think uh, this parliament started well mm. until uh, the point at which uh, there was a fallout in Jubilee. Yes. And uh, at that point, you saw the leadership of parliament uh, changing, changing hands. Uh, there was uh, what I can call confusion in terms of uh, the fact that uh, the opposition had joined government. <laughs> 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 and so there was no official opposition in parliament. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the, the unofficial opposition, which was the, the deputy president's side in, yes. uh, in Jubilee, would not push uh, the agenda of the opposition as much as uh, it would want to mm-hmm. because they were still in government. Yes. So uh, I think uh, what we saw in this parliament, I think uh, we they passed about 129 laws. Yes, 20, 127. Yeah, 127 laws, uh, which is not a bad score. Yes. Uh, I think. Yes. Uh, I think one of the things that probably this uh, parliament will go down in history is allowing the executive uh, or feeding the executive appetite for debt. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a parliament that increased the debt ceiling. Yes. This is the parliament twice. That, twice. twice. Yes. And uh, this is a parliament that uh, uh, ensured that uh, we got to a point where our budget was huge yes. deficit, uh, tra- deficit. budget deficit yes, yes. Uh, I think uh, other than the fact that they pass these laws um, there was an interruption by COVID mm-hmm. so that that we can't we can't uh, run away from mm-hmm. uh, for me I think we have seen a parliament that uh, had very many ups and very many downs, downs. yeah and some of them it was not by by their own uh, liking, liking uh, yes. yeah. But I think one of the things that uh, I want to commend this parliament mm-hmm. for doing, yes, is the passage of the amendments to the standing orders that yes. have just been they made before they leave, they, are, they left. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things, especially safeguarding the leadership of parliament mm-hmm. from interference from the executive, executive. Mm-hmm. is actually very important uh, because. What we saw happen with uh, Uhuru Kenyatta and uh, his leadership in parliament yes. is not something that should be repeated. Mm-hmm. Where you go f- into a meeting for five minutes and uh, you, you have kick out the leadership. Yes. You, you kick you, out the leadership. Yeah, majority, the majority leader changes immediately. Yes. You see, it, I, I think it, that is not the right way to do things. To do and, things. I, and so the st- changing the standing orders... Uh, uh, there, are, there are many things that they've changed. Probably one one of these days we look at it, uh, yes. yeah. the standing orders and the changes that they have made. Yeah. But I think for me, those changes are critical yes. to safeguard parliament mm-hmm. from the undue influence 
of the executive. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree with you, Oliver, on the economic uh, front. I think that's where I feel most disappointed uh, by this parliament because this parliament has had uh, a lot of back and no bite yes. when, yes. when it yes. comes to the economy. The yeah. politics side of it, of course, is being dictated by the political players, as yes. you've alluded to. I won't repeat that. Yeah. But it's the economic side that I felt that this parliament had brilliant minds. Mm-hmm. and has totally. bril- one of the most brilliant minds we have totally. many brilliant minds that we have in parliament but they didn't face up to the executive mm-hmm. on the issue of number one pending bills yes i think the this government will go out with one of the heaviest yeah. burdens of pending bills mm-hmm. kenyans are out so much by this government mm-hmm. they are crying out there they are being auctioned and parliament only used to give uh, ultimatums then uh, they give an ultimatum to yatani then the yatani mm-hmm. tells parasatos and the counties to pay within 90 days or they'll face consequences mm-hmm. it parliament never uh, never beat it was just a toothless <laughs> bulldog the other issue is the issue of debt uh, and this one by the way is shared across the political divide yes. kenya kwanza cannot uh, escape blame mm-hmm. uh, they are the ones who started the original sin yes. <laughs> then, <laughs> then azimio, uh, uh, then azimio, azimio Perfected. Uh, perfected the uh, I mean the the element of asking questions to the executive especially on issue or on issues of um, the on issues of, uh, of of the debt ceiling the other issue yes. was the covid billionaires yes. and the cover up yeah. Or yes. by parliament yeah. uh, uh, covering up people who actually misappropriated yes. COVID money. Mm. So on that one, on those three fronts, yes. I fought this parliament. Yes. I think they, they, what do you call it? They deserve the best for last. Yeah. I, liked, I liked the amendments of the standing orders, yeah. but the ones I like, the, the one that stood out most for me mm. was the, stand, the amendment that actually guarantees some bills. If you are an MP yes, yes. and you have started your bill in this parliament, but, yes. and then you re-elected, can, yeah, can you don't have over. to, uh, you can, can roll over, you don't have to start the process all over again. again. Yeah. I don't know whether that still, that applies to government bills, because there's some very key government bills like the blood it, bill it, it, that it I felt. It applies only to the private members' uh, bills. That would have applied even to government bills, because there's some, some bills like the, the blood bill Mm-hmm. I think were at the Senate. Yes. That's a very advanced stage. Yeah. So for it to start again and knowing how people suffer out there because of lack of blood, yeah. I think it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. So that provision for standing that st- for changing the standing order yes. to include some of those things of yes. uh, private members bill, I think was commendable. Yeah. I don't know I didn't know why they didn't do it earlier. Or is it a Kenyan thing to do things last minute? Or is it just saving <laughs> no, this is the last review, one? This is a review that has, is done at the tail end, the of, end the, of the, the term of, of the, the term house. Of the but house. I hated the two billion send off package, man. Yes. Yeah, well, <laughs> well uh, you know some of them, uh, some of them are not coming back. Uh, the turnover is actually high. Yes. Uh, the last election, uh, only 155 of the previous parliament came back. Uh, mm-hmm. That's about 44% of uh, parliament. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also ha- saw the election of me- more women. So I hope the 13th parliament will have more women more because women. Uh, the, represent- the representation of women was 21% mm-hmm. uh, in this particular parliament because there were 76, the National Assembly, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, 76 uh, as compared to 273 men. Mm-hmm. So I am hoping that we can see an improvement in that, and uh, we probably it will help. Uh, but I, I think I still, maybe uh, to start uh, yeah. this issue of the 
two billion send off. You know, again, we need to put it in perspective that these MPs do not get gratuities. Now, the only people who get the, the pension is after you've served two consecutive terms. Yes, yes. So we are having MPs here who are only serving their first term and maybe the voters will give them a vote of no confidence and they go home. So there are those who maybe pay medical and other contributions that will now look at that. So if you look at the proposal that we have, if you take a break, you are elected and then you take a break and then you are elected again after five years break, then you can still consolidate what you had saved as opposed to uh, not getting everything. Mm. But uh, to look at the scorecard for this parliament, I think one of the things that anybody will hold us to account if you don't talk about it, is that this was a first parliament that we reported that there was corruption in the house. Yes. To the extent that we Pesa had a member cho. of parliament bringing the money that he was paid. You remember Gatundu South MP presenting the money he had been paid as bribe. Yeah. We had Fatuma Gedi actually facing the powers and privileges committee chaired by Speaker Muturi to respond to allegations that she was bribing members to shoot down the sugar and um, uh, the sugar report in yes, the house. Yes. So actually this house goes da- down with some, I think, of the bad things that we can say about a house. But you know, whenever pe- so many people are together, uh, you, you, b- bad yes, th- there are always bad apples. But, but again, this couple, is also... There are also, also a couple the, of fights. Yes. Fights uh, and, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> and this is the house that the speaker was actually forced to give a communication on the conduct of members with the witnesses. Remember how cozy they were. Remember the sugar report, mm. how the, one of the MDs appeared in parliament and everybody was scrambling uh, to, to, greet. To, to greet and have pictures. <laughs> this is the same house that cabinet secretaries who will come, who are witnesses before the committee, and lecture members, and the members will sit there and humble themselves before the cabinet secretary. And, and, and some, some, <laughs> some cabinet secretaries would actually ignore. Yes. Totally. And have the highest number of unresponded to questions because they they didn't regard the MPs are the people who actually did the vetting for them to be uh, appointed. And finally, this is the same house that will go down with the famous quote by one Senator Moses Wetangula. It's going to be messy. Noisy <laughs> with casualties. casualties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you see, and you see, I, I want to jump in onto that issue of uh, voting back MPs and uh, you know looking at uh, what the fight between IABC and ESCC. Yes, and uh, just mention that uh, I agree with what uh, the former majority leader. Uh, Eden Duale said yesterday. Yes, that uh, Kenyans really need to also think about. Can you give someone a chance instead of just throwing them away for after one term? For, yes. Yeah, because sometimes you find that even the more best performing MPs mm-hmm. get defeated in elections, not because they did not perform, yes, but because someone else probably has more money than them. Than mm-hmm. them, yes, you know. Yes. So I think it's also voters need to look at uh, how do you ensure the maturity of leadership in the country yes. in a sense that uh, like for instance there are MPs probably who like we, we have said who started bills mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they won't come back so yes. that bill dies, dies. dies. Yes. Yes. you see uh, mm-hmm. so there are so, so, such things but uh, going back to ESCC and uh, IBC ESCC has gone to court to yes. force uh, uh, IBC to not clear or to 
revoke the clearance of some of the people they had mentioned the 2441 mm. or them running for governor some of them sitting governor some of them uh, sitting MPs mm. so uh, this fight are we going to see an end to this fight and in terms of integrity especially mm. and uh, as Lozin has mentioned uh, this parliament goes down in history as with the most some of the most open corrupt <laughs> cases openly, openly. And discussed on the floor of the yeah, house discussed even on the floor of the house so are we going to get to a point where can the court help ESCC and IBC I think it's uh, it's it's become very messy uh, and sometimes I don't uh, I blame IBC sometimes mm. I don't blame them on the issue of conviction yes. and uh, on this one I'm still on Waluke's case <laughs> <laughs> I mean the issue of mm. Waluke is something that IBC should not hide under legalese yes. the issue of Waluke is that he's a convict yes. yes and unless the court uh overturns his conviction it should not be cleared the other guys who have not been convicted it becomes a dicey one because if you're suspected only yes. and you're kicked out of the race based merely on a suspicion. What if you are then set free afterwards? <laughs> I mean, yeah. can you sue for so, loss of opportunity? So in, in other words, Nguju, you are saying uh, ESCC was overreaching. I think on that bit of suspects, it's mm. overreaching. On the issue of convicts, yes. like Waluke, yes. I think they should be locked out. But now, again, which brings us to the issue of, again of impeachment, yes. mm. which the law is very clear. Yes. But I want to ask, between a guy who was impeached for arguing with MCs and disagreeing <laughs> with them, <laughs> and locked out, and a guy who was convicted <laughs> of stealing public funds, and yes. convicted, yes. how do we keep out the uh, impeached guy? Yes. Do we lock out the impeached guy? And the convicts. And the, the convict, convict, and the convict is the I mean, is allowed to run. I mean, and, and and will be elected MP and will chair the administration mm. uh, security and administration <laughs> committee my, and will uh, hold uh, the chapter uh, six institutions to account. My plea to IBC is: please, sometimes save voters from themselves. Uh, for me, for me, for me, I also sympathize uh, with. I don't. I, I sympathize with IBC uh, in this fact that the the law says. You can only bar somebody when they have exhausted all channels of appeal. Now, in this case, we have a convict who is out on bail and the case is pending in court. So at what point do you delink the two? Rosalind, is he a convict or not? He is a convict. Good. Yes, he's a convict. Then we have an impeached person who actually is also struggling with his cases in court. But now the law says... Uh, if you have been impeached, you have been impeached. So what, what do we do? And then we have a chapter 6 that we watered down from 2013. It's not that now we cannot be holy to be the ones holding forth for public moral. We know also to look at it in terms of do we educate the public? Because again, IBC can clear. But the final verdict is with the voter. You can decide and say IBC has cleared the convict. But for us, we will not give the convict a chance to be our leader. So you can actually cast that vote and send that person home. So I think this is it still cuts down on the moral fabric of our society. Mm. And MPs are a reflection of this society. Yeah, and, and we are the same. Yeah, and, and that 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 uh, also brings up the question of uh, does IBC have enough powers to do these things? Because you see, uh, you have a situation where even right now, as people campaign, people are breaking the law. 
Yes, in fact, uh, <laughs> Gazette, I mean, uh, the most broken law in uh, electoral politics in Kenya is, is a law that talks about uh, you start campaigning at 7. Yes. And you're supposed to finish at 6 p.m. 6 p.m. 6 p.m. Uh, but, I mean, people start at 5. They flock <laughs> to some houses which I will not mention. The, 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 <laughs> For and, meetings and the at 5. The, the, the law is selective depending on where you are scratching your back. Uh, the, those people that at 6, if you're found, they will uh, implement the electoral code. They are those by 6 if you're found then everything is okay. The, the, Life the, continues. The gubernatorial candidate for Mombasa on Awaipa ticket, especially uh, Mike Sonko, I don't know that he'll be cleared. He has a case. I think he ha- he's facing the tribunal today. Yes. yes. The dispute tribunal today at, yeah. the, at the IBC. And also the Supreme Court case. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. But that guy has been campaigning at night. Yeah. Deliberately. Yeah. And of yeah. course, when you ask him, he says that uh, the Mombasa County has denied him a permit to hold meetings <laughs> during the day. But, 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 but it's very strange. Uh, when you campaign at night, it's... it's, it's That is n- the time he finds his supporters. Yeah. I don't know. You see, they are busy during the day. <laughs> they are working. You know, you but, but, but I think the, but the that fact f- that you have been cleared, one of the forms, the statutory forms that aspirants were signing before they were cleared by IBC was to abide by the electoral code of conduct. And remember, if you look at Chibukati's Gazette Notice of January 20th this year, it indicated so well the period within you uh, that candidates can campaign and not campaign. And now this is a campaign period which stretches up to August 6th. Why can't the candidates, now that they are candidates, uh, uphold Uh, the law. What the can IBC is. do? Let me ask you guys. What can IBC do? The chairman do? can flex his muscles. Remember 2017. So why doesn't he? Why doesn't he? Bad, he? 2017, he bad some people. Some were surcharged. Remember? People, so, were so appearing, the, uh, people were appearing before the IBC chairman yeah. at KICC yeah. for various uh, electoral uh, malpractices. Yeah, but, so, but, but and and the, the law is now in force. So we need yeah. to see IBC cracking the whip. Yeah, we need to take this thing seriously about uh, electoral uh, code of conduct. And because, you see, even though uh, these uh, people are bad from event fundraising, or doing those things Arambezious. yes they are still they are still bribing people uh, close to uh, invite only invite dinner only, yes and well, lunch. such 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 things you see uh they we need to get to a point where and i don't know i think ESCC for instance instead of focusing on um, on uh, uh, water that has already the pindire yeah <laughs> water that has already flown under the bridge yes because this has passed yes ibc has cleared these guys so even if you spend your time okay, complaining and arguing you'd go to court and probably the court will tell you ibc is right yes yes why i ESCC for me should actually be helping ibc yes. to monitor issues of bribery yes mm-hmm. uh, violence yes uh, and and such matters that uh, campaign are, time yeah campaign mm-hmm. time that go against the code of conduct mm-hmm. because i think it's very important if we are to instill discipline yes if we don't want uh, as rosalind said uh, people being uh, bribed in uh, toilets yes. in parliament <laughs> in the that parliament yes. we have to start now Yeah? And ensure and that show them we, how to follow the law yes, now. Yes, yes. Because the they kind follow. of leaders, it starts mm. with the kind of leaders we elect. Mm. And, and then you expect, now you put a threshold of what you expect. But you see, let us also not lie to ourselves because when IBC was to clear the, the aspirants, they wrote to the chapter 6 institutions. Mm. 
ESCC was one of the institutions that IBC reached out to. Now, depending on the information they had, now IBC must also do a background check and see at where they are and what the law says. What do we do and what don't we do? Yeah. We also have the office of the DPP and we have the Elections Offenses Act. Why are we not seeing more arrests and people being taken to court? Because we're just seeing people doing things the way they're supposed to do. There is a reason why people are supposed to campaign and take 6 p.m. Because even for security of the voter, yes, the yes, security of, of the candidate themselves. themselves. I, I saw the other day and and and, and the, the law requires like now the four presidential candidates that have been cleared. The law requires that they, their security is enhanced. They are given vehicles. Yes. They are manned 24-7. So in terms of that, when they expose themselves and campaign until past 6 p.m., whom do you hold to account? Mm. By the, by the, when you mentioned that, Rosalind, yes. actually, I remember then when Azimio was uh, launching the manifesto. Yes. There were a lot of complaints about what happened after. Yes. Because you know it was done at night. Yes, yes, yes. At Nyao Stadium. Stadium, yes. He, Langata Road uh, and uh, was, was a, no, Langata Road, Langata Road was, yes. Yes, was a no-go zone. <laughs> sea of humanity. <laughs> yeah, because uh, there were, you see, the problem is that uh, not everyone is there with good intentions. Yes, yes, yes. And not everybody is there to listen people, to a manifesto. People, people lost their phones. Yes. People lost their... Uh, their, their, their there was a lot of mugging after yes. that Azimio yes, yes. mm. uh, launch of the yeah, yeah, yeah. manifesto. Mm. Yes. And, and so, it's, it's not... Uh, it's not like uh, we are forcing people to campaign at a certain period, mm -hmm. but we are also saying people need to be safeguarded, mm -hmm. both the candidates and the citizens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there are people who are not interested in those those political rallies and stuff. Yes. So when you put them in a situation where me, I'm go, just going home and I meet a crowd of youth who have been who have been probably even been given changa because we know it happens. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, politicians give them uh, alcohol and then uh, they start beating me up. Yes. And me, I was minding my own business. Yes, yes. Surely. Yeah, true. You know, you know, we cannot lie to ourselves that our sec uh, security situation is uh, advanced like the developed countries. Uh, if you go to a country like the U.S., first of all, even when you are talking about how you plan your campaigns, these are people who have their website. They are already planned ahead how the campaigns are going to be. Exactly. Even in terms of media, how you're going to access accreditations and all that, the secret service will actually be the ones giving you the, the clearance forms. And you find that the candidates even campaign at the airstrips yes. and the airports because it's very secure. People leave work, they go to those areas. If you are supposed to campaign for one hour, you do it exactly one hour. People drive to their places. Yes. But here, uh, we don't have time. It's haphazard. A, a, a politician will wake up and say, today I want to meet people from seven, uh, from one to two. That is the time people want to go for lunch, uh, three to four. And when they say one to two, they come five to six. Uh, six to seven. <laughs> so first of all, you don't even respect your voters' time, yet these are your direct employees. Mm. Then you also don't feel about their interest. It's your interest first. And that is why you don't care about their security and decide what time to hold your meeting. On that note, uh, Rosaline and uh, Oliver, uh, the, our gazetted time for the podcast <laughs> 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 is over. Thanks, listeners. Keep listening to, to the Daily Politics yes. uh, and have a good, uh, good, good, good day. Yeah, you can it's catch the podcast <laughs> on mtvkenya.co.ke <laughs> and also at uh, nation.africa. Thank you. Sana.